welcome back to your smooth jazz. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. Hello, beautiful (laughs) listeners. My name is Nicole. And my name is Alex. And And welcome welcome to to the the Prickly Prickly Pear Pear Podcast. Join us for a dive into the savory, sweet, and spicy Sonoran Southwest flavor Tucson has to offer. Yes. <laughs> well, Alex, we are already on episode three, and my grandma has told me that I need to stop cussing. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. So on that note, do you want to tell us a little bit about our amazing guest? Of course. I'm actually so excited for today's episode um, because we are talking to Dwayne Hall, owner and head chef of Dee's Island Grill, Jamaica. Dee's is one of two Jamaican restaurants here in Tucson. Uh, Now, what I find most interesting about Dwayne is his journey from having a food truck to committing to a brick-and-mortar location, basically on the outskirts of uh, central Tucson. Um, But, man, he made it through the pandemic. I know. Totally. Congratulations, Dwayne. I mean, I'm not surprised. And I find it interesting as well. There are a Mm -hmm. lot of people that have food trucks but don't fully commit to storefront. So it's really inspirational to see his progress, especially Mm -hmm. being Mm -hmm. a cuisine that's not predominant in Tucson. Totally. His drive and passion is obvious throughout the interview. And I love how he said that he incorporates Southwestern flavors into his Jamaican-style food. Super innovative. Yeah, for real. And I think the listeners are going to enjoy his story and his voice is very soothing too i think our podcast episode today is like delicately towing the line between interview and asmr (laughs) i really enjoyed this interview and i hope the listeners do as well let's get into it yeah yeah (laughs) also don't forget our at-home recipe content that will be included in this episode and a link to the article will be in our show notes let's get it We are here with Dwayne Hall. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We're so very excited. Um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and also about your restaurant, Dee's Island Grill? Well, um, well, I um, came here from Jamaica in 2000 and, and 2001, and, um, and I've been in Tucson ever since, but since I came to Tucson, I always wanted to look for Jamaican food, but I couldn't find none, so I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I started cooking at um at home like my friends and family come over and every weekend so i'm like if i'm gonna do it might as well just cook for everybody and so we started with a food truck in 2000 and 2010 and we started i started with a partner it's supposed to be my friend we started a partner and it only lasted for one year and he didn't want to do it anymore and i still continued until we got the restaurant in 2013 and that's what we've been ever since since now that's awesome. And um, when you were making, when you were starting to make recipes, were they from your family that had been passed down? Or, like, how did you start with the food that you wanted to have on the menu? <laughs> well, it's so funny. I don't <laughs> I think I probably, like, set myself up for cooking. Maybe I was because, oh, I started actually cooking because I'm a, like, person. If you tell me stuff, it's hard for me to learn. But seeing it, I more catch it like, catch it like that, seeing it. So mm-hmm. my mom... She always cooked, so she was cooking one evening, and then she was like, she didn't get to finish, so she turned off all the stove and everything, and then when she came back, I finished everything, and then from that, <laughs> they started having me cooking, cooking, and then since I came to America, I um, uh, my first job was at EG's. Oh, really? Yeah, I started at five dollars and fifteen cents an hour. Stop, that's so yeah. funny. Oh and my then, gosh, you know, that is not enough money. I know that is not enough money. I know, money. but you know, <laughs> that's where you yeah, start. Yeah, I, I started there, and then you know, I got three promotions 
in two years, you know, I got wow. a, 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 a first promotion was a, a shift manager. Then a second promotion was a assistant manager. Then my third promotion was a store manager at Grant and Alvernon. Okay. And then after that, I moved on to Coca-Cola in the warehouse. I did two years in the warehouse. And then after that, I went up at Lowe's Ventana Canyon. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started, you know, like get the opportunity so I could like, you know, cook, you know, and like, so we had, used to have like family meals every week. We had to, you know, prepare meals for the servers and stuff. So, you know, I'm like, every time it's not busy, I just think of something that I want to work on because I always want to do a restaurant. But, you know, so if it, it's not busy, I always think of something I could practice on. So if it comes out, I have the, you know, the the workers like hey check it out tell me what you guys think yes. you know, and, you know, like, you know? I love that. when you were working there what type of food were you cooking uh, it was a southwestern it was you know their menu it wasn't it wasn't mm-hmm. you know jamaican food it was a southwestern menu you know we are working under a chef so and then after that you know i you know i saw a truck and you know i inquired about it and i started the business with Three thousand dollars. Oh my god! But the truck was actually thirteen thousand. But the guy wanted, you know, he was he trust me enough to took the three thousand. Oh wow! And gave that's the truck awesome. to me to make payments and yes. and that's how I kind of transit from from Lowe's. But they actually fired me from up there because I started my truck and the 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 chef that was up there, the Ken Harvey, he was the one that was up there, and he was he t- I talked to him and he said to take the day off because I call in the requirements time that they want you to call in when you, you know, calling out of, uh, of your work. So I called it four or five hours. He said it was okay. Then five hours, he was at my place where my truck was, you know, mm. pretty much I say it's fine on me, you mm. know, and then I went to work this the, the following day and I went to his office, you know, should I put the uniform on? He said it was okay. Mm. And then my chef I worked for coming two hours later and he said, let's go back up to, to his office. And then he's like, we're going to suspend you. And he's like, suspend. So I was like, peace. You know, I didn't want to hear <laughs> nothing that he had to say. So I just peace. Exactly. And, and I just boss. leave. And I never look back ever since. Yeah, you deserve Should respect. Yeah. And look where you're at now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and you're, you were talking about the food truck and how you started there. Mm-hmm. What was what was that experience like going from the food truck to having a brick and mortar restaurant? What were the difficulties in doing that? Well, the truck, you know, I think everything has its own it on difficulties because I thought when I had the truck it was doing good but you had to do more physical work you have to mm. break down mm-hmm. the tent you got to bring stuff here you know you got to you know so totally. you know yeah a little more challenging there with the restaurant now the overhead that's when you know well if you're making this much in the truck and start you know the restaurant you thought you'd make more but it doesn't actually happen like that at the at the start, you know, you have to build up same way to 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 get up there. So yeah, yeah, that does sound really difficult. Mm-hmm. Ugh, constantly doing the physical labor of setting out. Would you yeah. set out like chairs and stuff for everybody mm-hmm. to set out with the food yep. truck? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. So. Yeah, the nice setup on Grant and Six, mm-hmm. where the big the big apartments now right now. Oh, yeah, I used to they, yeah. I used to be right there with with my truck. We had two little more trucks right there, but I had a whole setup with my four tents, chairs, tables, and everything. So. You know, I had a good, nice setup right there. Yep. That's awesome. And do you feel like when you had your food truck in Tucson where people are, you know, coming back constantly, like how was it building customers here? Well, to be honest, when I saw the truck, 
there was only one nation that was doing it, just the Mexican alone that was doing the food truck and they call it the Roach Couch. And no other nation was doing it. When I started it, that's wow. when it kind of opened up a different scale. Like, it's not just a Mexican thing, it? you know, and I, and then all now it's all different kind of a food truck. But when I started, it was only Mexican alone that was doing the food trucks. That's awesome. You were yeah. one of the first. Yep. You started the trend. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Printing. Um, yep. And the, this is kind of a weird transition, but I wanted to know, like, what is your personal relationship with food like? Um, specifically, I know working with Jamaican food, does that remind you of home or like what is your relationship with food? Well, well, you know, my relationship with food, you know, I just love to cook. As I said, from my I did it for my mom and finish it. Everybody said I always compliment me every time I cook. You know, every time I cook, they're like, you know, you cook good, you cook good. And then up at Lowe's, it kind of built my confidence because mm-hmm. I had a customer because I, w- I didn't have any title up at Lowe's. I just had a cook one. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have no sous chef or no chef. I was gotcha. a cook one. And then the chef came to me like a customer wanted to talk to you out, out there, want to, you know, want to tell him how oh, you prepare your steak. And I remember that dish, what I did for him, I never forget, because I did a blackened, I think it was a blackened T-bone mm-hmm. with um, garlic, mm-hmm. mu- garlic mush potato, mm-hmm. with um, shit, uh, a blue cheese, shiitake mushroom, oh. cream sauce, you know, with some tobacco onions on top. Oh. And you know the the, the 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 guests actually called me out there to to explain what I did because like you know it was real good to him so and you know that kind of built my confidence more to you know to pursue you know cooking and then say if I'm want to cook you know to stay close to my culture mm-hmm. I think it was Jamaican food would have been to represent my culture that way I don't to lose my culture. Because, you know, to our practices, kind of being around every day kind of keep me in tune with Jamaica, although I'm not there. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I was, are there, I know about your restaurant. Are there any other Jamaican restaurants here? I think there's one, isn't there? Yeah, there's, yeah, there was CD, CD, but these, I think it's Jamaican Kitchen now, guys. It used to be CDs, he sold it. I think it's Jamaican Kitchen now. Yeah, I think it is down on Speedway. Yeah. Wow. I just want to say I think it's awesome that you want to bring your culture to Tucson, especially because it is predominantly, you know, um, just a few cuisines. And so I think that's great. And um, I'm also curious to know, you said that you like to cook for people. So what part of your personality kind of like allows you to want to be this chef? I mean, you even just brought us a delicious meal. (laughs) It's like, is that your love language? Like maybe, maybe, (laughs) you know, maybe. I don't know. It just, you know, I just. I'm I'm say kind of picky with food, so I kind of like the way I do it. So I kind of just you know I spoil myself like go once in a blue. But I just mostly just cook for myself because I just more enjoy it. I know what I'm eating. I know you know it's been prepared and all that kind of stuff. So you know I guess you could say that's of part of the way I spread the love. <laughs> that's, that's that's the way that we like it. So here on the podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's true. So I also wanted to ask for your menu. Now, since it is Jamaican, where do you source your food from? Like, is it difficult to source certain ingredients that you want to use in your Jamaican food? Um, yeah, but, you know, since over the years I've been doing it, I kind of figure out ways to get this stuff to me instead of me trying. So, you know, I try to get my stuff out of Florida. So, okay. you know, since Florida is so close to Jamaica, they have more variety yes. of Jamaican stuff. So I... I have a company over there that I work with. Oh, so nice. every time I run low, I just place an order and then the trade the, the truck 
just bring it right to my back door and load it and you know I, I have everything right there so oh that's awesome yeah. i didn't even think about that in yeah. florida wow my pea brain of knowledge <laughs> thank you yeah because jamaica is like you know i think it's just an hour to wow. yeah from 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 florida to go to to go to jamaica I'm going to Florida like this summer. Florida. Yeah, we're, do- yeah. <laughs> we're doing that, yeah, and we're doing so a little close. hop right yeah. over. Okay, yeah. it's so it's so close, you know. Instead of from over here, it takes you eight hours right. from over here, but yeah. you know, you just go right the hour, so that's really good. All right, that's a plan for yeah. this summer. <laughs> that's awesome. Do you work with any local farms besides the food that you source from Florida? Um, yeah, we work with Merritts. We work with Lilies. Um, you know, we work with um couple of local um meat markets around you know okay. tortillas you know because since we have you know we, we we have the jerk chicken taco mm-hmm. but jerk chicken the taco is not our thing you know it's a mix but since we're in the atmosphere we kind of add our flavor to it and just yeah. you know right. you know so yeah so we kind of support them by getting the local local stuff from them so we could certainly store it too for the tortillas yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so now that we're talking about different ingredients like what are some prominent Jamaican flavors well, or ingredients? Well, basically, it's pretty much, it's pretty much, it's it's here, but you just have to look, because it's just like the same scallion, the thyme, the onion, but it's just a different way that we use it. You know, we probably mm-hmm. use like, especially the, the scotch bonnet pepper. Mm-hmm. We kind of use it a lot because it's the cousin with the habanero. Okay. But the habanero, it's more hot. But the the scotch bonnet it has flavor. Mm-hmm. It has a, when you smell it, it it smell it smell it have that nice for pepper. You know that's what yes. I'm saying. It does have that you want to bite into it, but you know right. it's gonna be hot. You know, and that's what kind of you know changed. Cause we cook cook with a lot of the the abanir, the scotch bonnet pepper. So that kind of changed a lot of the flavor of the food to make it you know kind of different than a lot of flavor that you would actually had before. Yeah. And I have another question. So I have so many questions. Um. <laughs> You've been in the Southwest for a while, and so what are the flavors of the Southwest that you enjoy the most? Well, um, well, yesterday the the the, Anna, the Anaheim chili, you know what they use for the for the, the um, what do they call those? The real no peppers, but the the stuff, you know those those oh. pepper that they stuff and they fried. Oh. Yeah, those are Anaheim peppers. Yeah. Are so good. Yeah, they I know what you're talking about with the cream cheese and stuff. Yeah, with the yeah, bacon. Yeah, because I used to, because when we used to work up at Lowe's, you know, that's all comes. I kind of get get to expose to those wahio chili and those, you know, you know, but because I never really, you know, I never really grew up on those, mm-hmm. you know. So growing up there, I kind of just follow their 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 recipes and just go by what they say to do. And then once I start doing my stuff, I kind of focus on i kind of just pick out what i wanted yeah you know and it's like what the, the roasted tomato salsa you know like the caramelized banana that we have you know those are stuff that i took from there and and you just twist up a little bit and just call it mine you know you mentioned before that some people kind of come in and they might get a little intimidated by you know the oxtail or you know other dishes that you have and so what would you recommend for listeners that are going to come to your restaurant to well, order. They don't have to be as scared of the oxtail <laughs> or anything, you know. I know, you know, it's kind of, but it's good. But I'm recommending if they don't want to jump that far yet or take that step, they could always start with a jerk chicken taco or a jerk beef 
taco or um, chicken quesadilla, you know, or something like that, you know, where it's it's more, but it, it's 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 got a bunch of flavor in it. So once they you break that break that barrier, we're like, man, if this taco tastes like this, mm-hmm. I wonder what the jerk chicken tastes like or the oxtail, mm-hmm. you know. And then they get more brave and like, you know, one day I'm gonna come and just go for it, and they normally do. And I saw that you have rice on your menu. And is there a different way that you cook your rice to make it taste the way that it does? Yeah, because it's. It's seasoned. Everything is seasoned. It's like, and you know, I know because when I work for Lowe's, when they say season, it's just salt and salt pepper. pepper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When it's, we say season, it's seasoned with salt, pepper, paprika, all-purpose seasoning. Then exactly. you get garlic, mm-hmm. you get onion, scallion, thyme. And that's what we call a season. You know, it's just salt and pepper. So that's what we, and then we just rub it up, not just on the top. We rub it up so it kind of goes everywhere. Mm-hmm. So the flavor, it just don't get one piece. It tastes one way, and then the other piece kind of, everything's exactly. like flavored the same way, you know. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and transition into the at-home recipe portion of this episode. Um, here, we're actually at Dee's Island Grill, so we hope you enjoy. All right. Well, Duane, can you tell me about the recipe that you recommend for people to try at home? Um, well, we're going to um, prepare the tequila glazed shrimp today. And um, pretty much all we do the tequila glazed shrimp, we just, um, um, we just, we're going to do like a servings, like what we do for one, like for one dish. It's like probably like about 10, 10, 10 shrimp in probably about, I would say about probably like four ounces or, or so. Okay. And awesome. We just pretty much get a salted pan. We kind of season up the fish with our, um, the, the, the shrimp with our Jamaican um, seasoning. And then we have a blend that we use with um, garlic, um, onion, scallion, thyme that we blend up in one blend. So it's our family. That we call our O's marinade. Mm-hmm. Then we had that to it, marinate it with our, with our Jamaican seasoning. And then we saute it up. And then we heat it with the tequila glaze, the tequila. And then we glaze it, burn the alcohol off. And we'll put a little um, liquid on it just to get the kind of get a little juice on it. And just put a little butter and a jerk sauce and just let it simmer. And we got a jerk, um, jerk tequila glaze. Awesome. And so the seasonings, what would you recommend for people to do at home? Um, um, you said Jamaican seasonings. What would what would you say like a, a starter person well, just getting um, into the cooking? Well, pretty much you could still use the, the paprika, okay. salt and pepper, and... Um, all-purpose seasoning, you know, or okay. a seasoning salt, or you know, that we could get here. That you know, if you can't get the the actual Jamaican stuff that you'd want to use. Totally. And where would you? Is there any place in town for people to check out, or where to get um, like jerk seasoning? Um, well, we have a little section over there. You know, we have a little. <gasps> oh, you know, there so, we go. You know, we in store. Yeah, we have a little because <laughs> we always have customer like trying to find out where we get it. We, you know, we we always directing them to other places. So we're like, so when the pandemic hit, kind of like. Just cut the restaurant in half and exactly. add that part of the store, and then so the time they come, we could right over there. So whatever they want to get, and we don't have it, we try to have it for the next time. So we could try to build build up the the, the stuff over there for the, the Jamaican products. Oh, I love it! All right, everybody listening, you hear that? You can come get some of your own seasoning here at Dee's Island Grill. So that's perfect. I'm yep. sure people are going to be really excited. Yep. And then for just one last question for the tequila, is it literally just? You put the tequila in the pan, or yeah. is there anything special you do with it? Um, yeah, we just put it when the pot, the pot is hot with the shrimp in it. Mm. Just kind of 
glaze it over it and let it burn off so it's gonna come into a fire so you don't actually gonna get drunk or anything yeah. <laughs> you know because you know alcohol is flammable so when you put it in a pot it kind of yeah. burns that burns the alcohol part of it out so you just get a little taste of it but you don't get drunk awesome and so why tequila as opposed to any other type of alcohol for the shrimp um well um it's just the tequila you know it goes goes good with the, the shrimp you know yeah it goes good with the shrimp all right well um i'm very excited to try this here we go how does incorporating southwestern flavor enhance jamaican cuisine because i saw that you have some ingredients we talked about it tortillas mm -hmm. some yeah. local meat yeah, that you tacos, use jerk chicken tacos. well we just kind of change the meat so the way we season the meat to have that different flavor and different spice that's what kind of converted you know put the two together so you could taste that's the taco outside but you could taste our touch when you taste the meat and because uh, we also do the roasted tomato salsa that we make that goes in the taco mm -hmm. and we season those with you know onion and garlic we roasted the tomatoes on the grill and then we blend that up and then we season it up with a little more pepper and stuff so it kind of you know have our own little touch to it than you know how they would do it so if it tastes theirs and tastes ours it's totally different but you know it's all about trying to make it taste good and why do you want to incorporate southwestern flavors into your cuisine well because um, we have customer that comes in and they look at curry goat, oxtail, and they're like, ooh, you know, that's kind of too much. <laughs> you know, since they never tried Jamaican food before. So I figured, you know, instead of making them leave without trying anything, because, you know, you know, I think at least trying it, you could maybe want to try more. But right. without walking out, without trying anything, you have that that stigma. It's like it's right. probably spicy. So right. what we do with, it, with that now, if somebody comes in, they don't want a, a big meal. The taco or quesadilla, mm -hmm. we still have a touch to it. So when they taste that and they kind of enjoy it, they'll probably be brave enough where they want to try something else, you know, because that was really good. So, you know, that was my take to incorporate the two. That's very smart. Yeah. Innovative right there. <laughs> and speaking about the beef quesadilla, I had one of those yeah. and it was phenomenal. Yeah, and you. I was with my friend. I was like, um, can we go back? Can you turn the car around? <laughs> I was like, I think I need to get a plate. And it they were like, like, another one for later. They were like, no, you made your choice and you will now suffer. So <laughs> I was, that was fun. But it was delicious you. To, to you and all the listeners. Um, highly recommend. And so I'm interested because um, your meat is, is jerk, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you walk us through what that process of cooking looks like? Cooking, cooking okay. the jerk meat. Well, um, the process is, well, okay, we get the meat, we get it fresh. Mm -hmm. so we try to work with the freshest product we could get. You know, it's the only way we try to work with the frozen product is if it's scarce and we can't get no other thing to work with. But we try to get it fresh as possible. Mm -hmm. We get it fresh. We have a prep day, our two prep days, where we just season all our meat that we need. And we don't use them right away. We let them sit, marinate for at least 24 hours. And then we, we, we cook them and then we, we grill them up. So that's how we kind of, you know, do the jerk and stuff like that to make it like you know good and what are the spices yeah. for jerk jerk is like it's it's the bunch of the it's all-purpose seasoning it's you know it's it's it because it's like it's like two different parts mm -hmm. 
you have dry the dry rub like you know the all purpose the paprika mm -hmm. you know all those chicken spice that we mix up in one to put on there then we come with the with the wet one where you come with the garlic the bell pepper the scallion the thyme and we all blend that up with the with the with the scotch bonnet pepper with the thyme so it come like a, a little paste and mm -hmm. then we kind of marinate the chicken with that right now so it's have the onion and stuff so that kind of soak through the meat so when you cook it you know it's a season all the way to the bone yes. right. yeah oh my God. you can definitely taste it i will say yeah. i can vouch i'm excited to try this new yeah. new meal and then also i'm interested how long do you cook the meat for because i think depending on how long you cook it it's depending on yeah it taste. all depends well um well for the like for the curry chicken it usually take about an hour hour and a half but like for the oxtail it's going to take at least two to two and a half, three hours, or the goat. So it all depends on how tender the meat is. Mm -hmm. So if it's an older meat, it's going to take a little bit longer. But if it's a younger meat, it will cook. It wouldn't take that long to cook. So it all depends on the age of the meat that we get. Mm -hmm. It depends on the time that it takes to cook. Dee's Island Grill is a family-owned business. Mm -hmm. And how does this influence the atmosphere of the restaurant? Well, I think it's pretty good, you know, because my two daughters, you know, they've been in the picture from the food truck and, you know, they're still, they grew, they grew with it, you know, from the, from the restaurant to the truck. And now they are big, you know, one is a realtor now and one is still have two more years in school. So, you know, I think it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Had, when, uh, so when you were doing the food truck, were they at all interested in learning about how you made food? Is that something that they're are they also geeking out about food? Well, they weren't. They weren't in the food part. They were in the money part. They, yeah. collect, they like to collect the money. You know, they're the, they're the one that Queens. Yeah, they're yeah, they're that. the one. They don't they don't care much for back there. They just know. Okay, you want one jerk chicken? Okay, that'll be your much. And they collect it. They put it away, give yeah. it a chain, you know. You taught them well. Yeah, exactly. And, they're, and they're, 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 they're the same same right now, same way. Because um, one is a realtor right now. She just, she's what, going to be 19 um, oh next month. She's 19 and already a realtor? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm feeling bad about myself. <laughs> same. Yeah, she didn't waste no time. Yeah, she, she jumped out there, you know, since, you know, she she been you know, been there and, you know, she'd been saving up her money and everything. So she, you know, she wanted to buy a house, a condo this year, but because she only had one, one tax, tax season. So she's waiting. So she has two. So she was, she, you know, she's ready. She's ready. So I'm like, all right, cool. That's freaking she awesome. didn't want to she go to college. She didn't go to college. She just went to high school and said, that's what she was. Like, well, at least you have time, you know, you try this. If you don't, you know, at least it give you a little more, a couple more years. If you really want to, if it just don't work out the way you want to, you could try something else, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a family business. It speaks lengths, you know, how yeah. driven, you know, each one of you are to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and your other daughter, she runs the Instagram, right? Yeah, she's the one. Yeah, she's the one that runs the Instagram. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have a lot of customers that have gotten to know the family that come back consistently oh, oh, yeah, all the yeah, time? Yeah, but to be honest, we don't advertise a lot. Right. We don't do a lot of, it's just a lot of word of mouth that pretty much they keep us keep us alive up till now. Wow. Is that challenging at all, just kind of basing it off of that? Well, yeah, but you, you still have to spend money in one way, you know, because you're going to spend whatever, you still, you still got money going out same way. It's not all advertisement works, mm -hmm. you know, because I did the TV already and I spent over five grand on it and it still didn't work mm. the way that I thought it was going to go, but I was still, I still spend $5,000 same way. 
So you think word of mouth is like the best way? Yeah, for me, you know, I think I think I, that's why that's why I I dedicate my time and and try to perfect what I do because I'm not doing it just to take people's money. It's just I end up that's my that's my income wearing you know and I love what I do. So if I'm going to represent what I do, I want to represent represent it in the best way that I can. So. I, I'm not trying to get just get their money only one time. I want them to tell their friend and their friend tell their friend. And I, that's, all, that's what I want to happen. So that's why I try to make it, you know, you know, dedicate myself to make sure we get it right. If we don't get it right, we try to make sure we get it right. That's the best way we can. Absolutely. What are some perks of the location of Tucson for your restaurant? Well, um, I think that, the diversity, you know, because there's not a lot of, you know, Jamaican food here. So I think, you know, with having that that kind of like, if somebody can't really get the chance to go to Jamaica right now, <laughs> at least they could get a little taste of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, just speaking on that, well, I guess not location, but do you have any ideas for the future of the restaurant? Or are you really just enjoying what you're doing right now, having it? Well, to be honest... It, I, it was supposed to be more than a family, but it's what the only family that wanted to be a part of it is what part of it. But I had my mom, my sister, my brother. You know, I had the plans where we could have built it to another level, but they they have a different different agenda, different dream that they want to pursue. So for me, I think I don't want to get take on too much, right. you know, but I think maybe maybe I'll probably get one more restaurant with my food truck. You know, and, and just try to focus on it right there for right now and then see where it goes. But I don't think I want to get, I still want to be, you know, I don't want to have too much, too much responsibility, you know. <laughs> totally, totally. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's my biggest downfall is finding the, the right help. Totally. So that's what I'm working on right now. You know, I just um, fill out something on Indeed. I found one worker already so far, and so hopefully I could find a couple more that really wants to work and, you know, love, have the passion towards food as do I am. So, yeah. All right. So, listeners, basically, if you find an application on Indeed for D's, <laughs> um, definitely apply because he's great. It's got great food. <laughs> I can attest. It's about twice and now. And also have the passion. But yeah. Yes, yeah. Make sure you're passionate. Yeah. Exactly. Not just for a paycheck, you know. Just, you know, everybody needs a paycheck. But, you know, if you're going to do something, that's why I stick. That's why I don't try to do something that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. I try to stick with something that it makes, it makes it more easier. Because if you're going to go to work every day and you're going to be sad and be upset at yourself, you're only hurting yourself. Yes, preach. You're only hurting yourself. So if, once you find something that you like and you feel comfortable, you know, everything else will fall into play, you know. As long as, you know, you're happy, that's the, that's the main goal, you know. Do you see yourself collaborating with any other restaurants in the future or any other food trucks, perhaps? Well, um, yeah. I think if it comes, to, yeah, I think if it comes to it, you know, I never really, you know, have anybody approach me and, you know, and say, let's do this. So, yeah, I would, yeah, I would, you know, because, you know, I'm, you know, as I said, I, I even get a, I got an article at, at Lowe's and I wasn't even cooking Jamaican food. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just to show you that, you know, I'm just kind of good at what I do because, Very you know, I, I wasn't, I didn't even get an article. I didn't have a title, but I have an article. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I was just a cook one, and they actually classed me at the master chef because we were doing a cooking class up there, mm-hmm. and I was doing the, the the demonstration with the chef, and my my arm, my arm, this this much come in the picture. <laughs> uh, just the, your arm just all the way to the bottom. With, oh yeah, goodness. with the with the tongs turning the meat, but you know, but it was the chef that you know it was his article, but you know, since I was the grill master, so you know, I kind of had the touch for cooking. As I said, my mom kind of saw it in me, and from she saw that day. I never stopped cooking ever since, you know, and and everything that I do is just bring me back to food, you know, and so I just stick with it. I just want to know, do you um, feel like there's a tight chef community in Tucson? Um, it means that in tight, like... Like, have you been able to connect and kind yeah. of network with other um, people? Not really, because... Um, I, d- I don't get to go out a lot, as I'm saying, because I'm always stuck right there. Yeah. And um, just a couple of, couple of, couple, couple of them that I, I met when I was working at Lowe's and just a couple that, you know, I met throughout, you know, doing that. But not, not, a, whole, not a whole lot, though. You know, maybe like, maybe like five or six, you know, like mm-hmm. Ken Donuts and and barbecue yeah you know and i you know a couple more you know i used to you know josh that used to work for lowe's ventana you know he still link up you know because you know and then alexis you know i haven't seen him for a while you know he used to be my chef you know at lowe's you know i haven't seen him for a while but you know it's just everybody goes their own direction everybody gets so busy kind of hard to like you know but hopefully Hopefully in the future, you know, everything when I'm not working all the time, you know, I could find time to, you know, do some other stuff. Absolutely. And you're um, speaking of time. So you're obviously working a lot. Are you actually working behind the like behind the counter in the kitchen every single day that the restaurant is open? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, my gosh. OK, yeah, pretty so much. people can come say hi to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, that's you know, that's that's why I think. Even too, I make it through the pandemic too because mm. if I was depending on a lot of workers to make it happen, the pandemic is where everything would have went. So because we have totally. it structured, it was a family, and you know we took on the minimal what we could do to to keep the standard and to still keep afloat. You know that's what kind of made mm. us go through the pandemic, and we're still standing up till today. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I didn't even think about that mm-hmm. too. Yeah, you really. You made yeah, it through yeah, that thing. Oh my yeah, gosh. trust me, you know, the pandemic it was it was rough. We we didn't have nobody sitting inside. We all just we lucky thing we signed up with the online orders just before that happened. Wow. Just before it happened, I signed oh up because I had like two and then the, the other two they were like, Oh, you wanna sign partner with me? I was like, Do I really wanna share my money again with you guys? And I'm like, you know what? Do it. And just as I did it, the pandemic hit. So everybody was doing takeout and yeah. Totally. Yeah, that kind of helped us out to kind of, you know, made it through the pandemic as well. So what's the online ordering like? Was it through DoorDash and yeah, was it DoorDash, worth it? DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, and this one? Yeah, Grubhub, DoorDash, Grubhub, yeah. I think those three. Yeah, we have um and we have Easy Cater too, that Easy Cater do, 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 do lunch lunch um cater. And we also have um, each street. Mm, okay. Yeah. So we and have, were those you know, worth it? Like, well, did it supplement what it would be like to? Well, to be honest, in? you know, as you said, advertising. You know, I prefer advertise that way, because they have to put their work in in order for them to get pay. If they right. don't advertise, they don't get pay. 
So it kind of, you know, we kind of work together. So they put in her because I just signed up with the the rewards, like for the airport and for the, the hotels. Oh, okay. Nice. So when customer comes in, you know, they I don't have to put no money up front. So they 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 put all the money for the the logos the you know for the advertisement. So if they don't send no customer to me, that's all the money they invest for themselves. So they have to do it enough where they have to make customer come to me because that's how they're gonna get paid. Mm-hmm. So if they don't send no customer to me, they don't get paid. So they have to put in that time and effort. So to advertise it, to make sure they get out to the right people and to bring the right customers so they could send them my way so that they could get paid. So, oh, that's great. So I kind of, instead of putting out the money up front, you know, I kind of think of doing it the other way. You know, mm. make, make, if they want to be a partner, they put that part in, then they yeah. get a percentage whenever a customer, whatever customer they send to me. So. Absolutely. I have a question. <laughs> so you have worked your way up completely from moving from another country, getting here, moving your way up, getting promotions, and then working at another restaurant and then having your own restaurant, food truck in the restaurant. I mean, that's like a crazy process, you know? That's a lot in a short amount of time. And so, um, I don't know, like, how does it make you feel to be able to accomplish all that? And like, what advice would you give to other people that want to do the same thing? Well, if you want it, go for it. The sky's the limit. But if you want it, don't think you're going to think you're going to sleep in all day. And, you know, you have to willing to get up in the morning to go out, you know, to go make it happen because it's not going to happen by itself. You know, so but I could say it can happen because I started at 5 and 15 cents and I wanted to be like 5 and 15 cents. But, you know, I had a plan. Mm-hmm. You know, all I wanted was just a start to get my door, my foot through the door. And that's all I needed, you know, and that's what I got. And I made. The, the best of my opportunity that I that I got. <laughs> Nicole's crying, everybody. I just love the, the inspiration. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's really, you know, like you brought yourself to where you're at. That's awesome. No, because I work. I did both. I work for people already, and I did it for myself. So I, mm-hmm. I get the I get the chance to weigh, weigh both options and see which one of them work best for me. And, you know, working for people it's, was just something I needed to do at that time, you know. So mm-hmm. once I figure out what I need to do, you know, and, you know, and I get a grip at it because people keep coming back. People keep saying it's good. I know people, so many people can't be just want me to feel good. <laughs> you know, so they must be telling the truth. So, you know. I think, uh, is there anything else you want people to know about your restaurant and about yourself, Dwayne? Well, um, just come to D's Island Grill, you know, if you if you never had the chance. No, you guys heard about it. You know, I think it's worth a shot. It is. Know? I, I shot. totally think you know? it's worth a shot. I, my motto is, you know, I made it from Lowe's before I started my own business that, you know, I want to put on some slogan someday. You won't love it until you try it. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah, you're very welcome. That was fabulous. Um, also, that jerk chicken he brought us was amazing. And the festivals. Um, basically, for anybody interested who's listening right now, I highly recommend trying the festivals. It's basically like little pieces of sweet and fried bread. Oh, my God. It was so good. Alex, you know me. 
I usually share. Mm. But in this case, I really did not want to, and I was being a jerk. I'm sorry. But I love you. <laughs> and I also have a confession. When you were walking Dwayne out, I accidentally ate as much food as I possibly could. Wow. Wow. I'm going to refrain from cussing uh, just for your grandmother's sake. Shout out, Grammy. <laughs> But I understand it. Ugh, that food was so darn it good. It was so good. And if y'all want to try D's menu items, you can order online or head to his restaurant at 3156 East Fort Lowell Road. Um, you can also follow their Instagram at D's underscore island underscore grill 14. Also, if you are a good worker, and I mean a good worker, emphasis on good, <laughs> then fill out an application to work for Dwayne. He is looking for people who are just as dedicated, passionate, and driven as he is right now. And the food is so darn delicious, Alex, I might have to apply. Same. I don't blame you. <laughs> well, thank you to everybody listening. Please tag us if you tried Dwayne's at-home recipe on Instagram at Prickly Pear Podcast. You can follow me, Alex, on social media at Alex Perry Press. And go check out our article about Dwayne on TucsonWeekly.com or click the link in our show notes. This podcast was produced by Nicole and myself. Our music was produced by Devin Kavis. And be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode for some hate, baby. Ew. Ew. Bye. Bye.